This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. So one day you're sitting in your lounge and you think, you know what, I, well, you know what hasn't been done yet? I don't know, what's that, John? Let's row from Cape Town to Rio in a rowboat. Okay, why not? That's what Bram Malhelba was doing. Bram, why are you going to be rowing in a rowboat from Cape Town to Rio? Yeah, the all-important questions on the why. <laughs> Behind lunacy, as they say. Before we get to the how, there's the why. John, the why is actually the most significant. Um, as I'm sure you know, I'm an ardent conservationist, and when I speak conservation, I speak for the planet and our own survival as well, right. not just the rhinos and so on. So we we are launching an app, John, um, October this year, free of charge to anyone in the world, and it's called the Dot App, mm. and Dot simply stands for Do One Thing. So it's kind of moving from a space of blame and entitlement, which is sadly so pervasive in our country and indeed the world, and. There are four categories on that app, um, which are, in, in the view of many scientists and myself, most pressing issues facing our survival, and I'm, I'm sure you and your listeners will agree. It's, it's water, levy, waste, conservation of the planet's biodiversity, not just rhinos, it's honeybees, it's plants, it's everything, and finally energy. So this is kind of like, uh, to use a bit of a cliche, it's, it's like Facebook for the planet. <laughs> so, yeah, so Pete and I did 2.3 million strokes on average. And we basically say the little payoff line is we all pull together to get to Rio. So that means the South African public and hopefully leading it out of Cape Town and into the rest of South Africa and then hopefully the world. So the goal is to get 5 million people on the app by the time we reach Rio. Okay. And 2.3 million on the app before we, before we actually start. So end of October, and we started the official start of the Cape to Rio race being 1, one January. I'll be one guy that is not bubbleless on that day. <laughs> Um, yeah, and it's, it's, it's basically, we've got a fantastic um, team of supporters. We've got a, a big media company backing us, um, worth millions, literally, a media partner. And then uh, onto that as well, we have a, a, a 360-degree camera on the boat. Sure. So we have a live sat feed, so people can track us real time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 6,700 6, kilometers. And effectively, Pete Rose, who's done the North Atlantic, um, I'm sure you know John, the Woodville Atlantic Rowing Race. Okay. He's done that twice, solo and doubles. Mm-hmm. Um, him and Bill Godfrey won the doubles. And then Pete came second in, in the singles, and he was 5,500 kilometers, 76 days at sea. Sure. So what we'll be doing is he'll row for two hours, I'll sleep for two hours, and vice versa. And we do that 24-7 for close on three months. Okay, let's go back to the Dot app first of all. Do one thing. So I've downloaded the app. What, about, what happens then? What's the plan? Okay, great question and thanks. Um, we, we basically of the opinion, we and psychologist friends of mine that have kind of gone into the mindset of humans, um, one of the biggest things that humans resist is change. Yeah. And if we learn from nature, nature evolves because of changes. It adapts to circumstance. We, we tend to resist that. So what we've done with the app is we say instead of making big changes, Surely we can make seemingly small, but many seemingly small significant changes. So, i.e., if you've got the old toilet system like I have, mm-hmm. put a brick in the toilet system every time you flush, you save a litre of water. So that's a simple example of a dot. When you brush your teeth, keep the switch, the switch the, the tap off. Guys, when you shave, switch the tap off. Shower, don't bath. Don't, you know, think twice before you buy a hamburger. It's 22 litres of water, literally, that goes into that. Um, Eat sustainably and eat ethically. Make, make ethical choices. So the app feeds you with huge amounts of information. And we challenged, and it's, it's literally like Facebook, John, so it's like reward and recognition. Okay. So you put your face on the app, you build your profile on the app, you can share it on all other social media platforms, like Instagram and Facebook and mm-hmm. so on. Mm-hmm. 
um, and Twitter. Um, and it's not how many dots John does or Brahm does. It's how many people you can get to do your dot. So it's about challenging. Remember that ice water, that ice bucket challenge? It's a similar thing. So you okay, want other people sense. to do what you're doing. And you can see real time with geolocation, not obviously your private home, but the city you're living, Cape Town, South Africa, Brom did this today, and 5,000 other people followed. Right. Okay. And that's what we want. It's, it's making sense in a way. So, uh, and it's, I'm, I'm going to use the wrong word, and it's not what I really mean, but it's almost like uh, a solar geezer these days on your roof is a sign to people that, that you're doing your little bit, and it's a little bit show-offy. But it's a good thing, isn't it? So this is more that's, that, that, that is correct. That's exactly what we want to do. And it's, but it doesn't, you know, solar, it can be expensive. But there's many things that one can yeah. do. You know, get on Sassy. You know, Sassy is like, um, is this fish critically endangered? Is it in red or is it in orange or whatever? Yeah. So that's a dot. So it's simply starting a trend. I mean, for instance, I'm involved with scouting. And we've got a database of 43 million scouts. I'm also the, the very proud ambassador for My School, My Village, My Planet, you know, which okay. is the card you can get. And we started the Rhino Fund in May 2011, and we're currently raising in excess of 250,000 rand a month. Now, that's a darn fine example of a dot. It's many South Africans mm. nominating the My Planet Rhino Fund as their beneficiary and making a difference in rhino conservation. That's you know, another example. I tell you, I, I'm going to download this app because I'm going to just rack up the dots. But it's only, it's only in October. Yeah, yeah I, I got it. They're in the beginning of October. We'll get there. But I'm already racking and making plans, you see. I've got strategy. I love it. I love it. My new one is... Um, whoever built my house decided to put the geezer as far away from my shower as possible. They did it on purpose to hate In the cold water, it takes ages yeah. before you get your hot water. So I have a bucket in my shower, and I use that to flush the toilet. You know, that's a dot. That's two dots, because you're saving water and you're flushing the toilet. Oh, lecker. See, I'm going to rack up these. Okay. Um, you're, you're a little bit insane when you come to your adventures, though. Do the two go hand in hand? The fact that you're going to be rowing on the ocean, I'm sure as you're rowing, you're, going to, you're almost going to want to cry, because you're going to see... I don't know, rubbish and refuse and plastics and things in the ocean as you're rowing. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, submerged containers are one of our big hazards, ships yeah. and whales as well. But, yeah, I mean, you know, there are five. Go to the plastic thing there, John. You've got five gyres in the ocean, G-Y-R-E-S. These are these, you know, the, the oceans circulate approximately every seven years. They recycle from, from bottom of the ocean to the top and the yeah. surface, as in the Benguela and the Mozambique current and right. so on. But these gyres are kind of, let's call it vacuums in the ocean, where the plastic all ends up. And the one in the North Pacific is now literally almost one and a half times the size of the state of Texas. <laughs> it is despicable. And, and, and that is not just a big corporate that's doing that. It's you and I. Yeah, Every yeah. bit of plastic you drop ends up in the ocean. Whales die in it. Uh, um, many, many turtles, because they eat the stuff, the small plastic, they think it's jellyfish. Mm. They then can't dive. Um, if, if you think of Midway Island in the Pacific, and it's midway because it's midway between any land mass by thousands of kilometers. Right. The albatrosses are dying hand over fist. If anyone wants to Google midway albatrosses, it's quite disturbing. I must just warn people. They're feeding their chicks plastic, sure. bottle tops, and so on, and they all die. Okay. And, and, and these are many, many ways that we can all, you know, I always say you're either an asset to the planet or you're a liability, and that's a natural law. And we as a human species, in my view, are not exempt from it. Mm. 
Okay, let's talk about this rowing that you're going to be doing. You, you touched on it briefly. I want to go into more details. It's a hell of sure. a long way to do it. And people have done these kind of things before. I'm amazed that nobody's rowed that, though. Is it difficult to do, though? The South Atlantic, there's a couple at the moment running from, running from Walthus, but it's way north. No one's run. This is going to be the most southerly row. Um, as us Cape Tonians know, the sea is more tempestuous. We've got a strong southeaster prevailing wind um, over January, February, and so on, where we're going to be rowing. So basically, we want to use that to our advantage. So we use the, the, the southeaster to push us up the west coast, sort of in a, north, uh, a northwesterly direction almost, and obviously then also capitalizing on, on the cold Benguela current. So the emphasis being on cold. So we'll be cold for the first probably two to three weeks, right. and then we'll veer off the continental shelf, probably 30 k's offshore, and we'll hit blue water or, or, or warmer water. And, and then we'll head, we won't go straight across to Rio, we'll be heading up south of St. Helena, following current. And then south of St. Helena, we'll veer into the high-pressure system and then come down to Rio. Okay, so you're going to go, plan. it's more or less the same as the yachts, you're just using, Pretty much the, so. using the wind just without sails. Yeah, well, I wouldn't say we're using the wind. We're using a hell of a lot of leg and arm and body parts. <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about the act of rowing. We've just watched the, the Olympic Games now, and you see those rowers, and they're very, very fast. Is and it beautifully fluid stuff. Same, same sort of motion? Similar, exactly. So, effectively, you're looking possibly around 60% is leg. So, a lot of my training on the ERG, which has been given to me by Just Sports, basically, on my lawn as I speak to you, and it's facing in my direction of travel. So, that's kind of the mind training part. Right. I've got a mind coach, actually, that works with the headspace. But it's effectively, you're pushing with your leg, mm-hmm. leaning body, pivoting at the hip. If one could picture it at, at let's say, um, 11 o'clock. Yeah. Um, or let's say 1 o'clock. So, at 1 o'clock, you push with your legs. That is 60% of your pull. Oh. Your arms are straight. You then pivot back to 1 o'clock, uh-huh. so that's a body hinge, and, then, the and then you pull with your arms. It's like what one would do at the gym on those machines that nobody Pretty uses. much so, yeah. If you look at those guys, as you said, in the, in, in the Rio Olympics, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful fluid motion. You don't want to be hunching shoulders. You don't want to be using lower back. You hinge from the hips. But we'll be doing, on average, 19 strokes a minute, covering dependent on, on current and wind. Yeah. We'll be covering probably 3 to 4 kilometers an hour. Okay, slightly, kind of slow process. slightly slower. Uh, obviously, you, you, the sea is very different to anything that you're going to row on. It, it, you know, there's swells and there's, there's bumps, and as you mentioned, wind, the wind doesn't slow down on the sea. So how have you been preparing for all of this? Okay, we, we basically have a boat up from my home at the moment. It's a 1.3 million vessel, which has been sure. hugely and proudly sponsored by an individual in Holland um, who's very into conservation. And it's just wonderful the, the kind of faith that's been put into us because, I mean, he didn't even want to contact. He said, I'm sponsoring your boat. Yeah. It's, the, the amount of people that are just backing us has been fantastic and very humbling, actually. So th- this boat is, is with, fully loaded with Pete and I. It's just over a ton. <laughs> yeah, so we have a, a desalinator on it. We have um, parachute anchors because the ocean is about seven to eight kilometers deep. So, you know, it's a long, <laughs> a long anchor. So it's a parachute anchor that goes up the bow. Uh-huh. And that's for storm weather. So if we hit sort of 60, 70 meter swells, sure. you put that parachute anchor on keeping the stern or the back of the boat into the swells uh-huh. so that you, you remain stable. You don't want to go broadside. Whilst it yeah. will self-right, you, you know, you can do yourself serious injury in the little cabin. It's got a little hatch. Very tight for two of us, um, but it's kind of battened down hatches, and it's got a one-way breather system that we don't get water in there. Sure. I guess one of the things with this as well is to show that you can live 
sustainably for however long it's going to take you. We'll talk about that in a minute. Without needing to, uh, like like you say, destroy the planet. Exactly. Um, the boat's got two solar panels, which charges our sat phones, it charges our our radio comms, um, everything we need, the desalinator, everything. Um, two batteries. So one we will use, we'll switch off at night and, and, and in storm weather, or cloudy weather, mm. and, and work off the other one, minimal energy. Um, we do have two-liter water bottles in case the desalinator cracks mm. or breaks. We have a lot of diaphragms and spares and so on. Um, we want to do this as, as sustainably as possible. So kind of vegan-type dehydrated foods, uh-huh. Uh, we will eat fish, to be honest, but we're not going to trawl for fish. Unfortunately, flying fish crash onto the vessel and die. Oh, you're kidding. Yeah, so rather than waste, you know, we'll, we'll have a lot of sushi. So you, you're not going to fish for food with a, with a fish? You want to do this as literally sustainably as possible. That's amazing. Okay, yeah. how long is it going to take you? Yeah, that, that's <laughs> We're hoping 60 days. So it's, it's between 60 and 90. 90 days worst case, so bringing in those factors yet again, the current, the winds, um, and storm weather. Best case scenario, 60 days. So there's a whole third variable in that. <laughs> uh, obviously, your fitness and health is also something that you must be worrying about at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not a, I'm not a youngster. Um, I turned 59 this month. Sure. But with that, to be honest with you, Pete turned 50 um, last week. Uh-huh. Um, we did the South Pole together, and we were the oldest by 20 years on any other team. We still came third out of seven nations. Uh-huh. We weren't racing it. We were doing it about climate change and a movie made to that effect. But, you know, theoretically, John, with, with age comes wisdom, and I think Pete and I have got that. We've also got long, long distance in us, from Great Wall of China days to Pete rowing the Atlantic. Yeah. So we'll do this. I, I don't doubt we'll do it, and we'll do it more effectively with the support of, of, of our kindred South Africans. He's still got the big hair on top of the head there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll just... Uh, Dude, one day, you know, we always say one day at a time. One day at a time. <laughs> Brian, it's been great chatting to you. Good luck. Uh, it's still a long way to go, but uh, come October, where will we be able to find this dot app? The app is going to be hugely publicized and hopefully on your fantastic radio station too, John, on your sports program. You know, we'd love to, to come in and chat with you, but it's going to be in all the media, yeah. uh, super sport as well and so on, and we'll be launching it as a, as a massive launch. We, we really want to kick it off. Any app like Facebook or anything like that doesn't happen without traction. Yeah. And we're just hoping every South African is going to get behind us. Sounds like a great idea. Brian Halbert, thanks very much for chatting us. Professional adventurer, it says here in front of me. Find out more about what he does on his uh, website, Brahm. Malherbe.com B-R-A-A-M-M-A-L-H-E-R-B-E Bramalherbe.com If you do a search, he's all over the place. And that dot, uh, app sounds like a great idea. Maybe we should start a little campaign, eh, Ben? And Finny, should we start a campaign? We do it each, and we see how we compare by the end of, I don't know, six months or something. See how many dots we can collect. Sounds like a good idea as well. Good luck to him as well. Going to be rowing all the way from Cape Town to Rio. You are the SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.